Welcome to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a podcast for the innovators from the experts. We know that you're busier than ever, and the last thing you need as a business applications innovator is a lengthy, drawn-out podcast where you walk away with the possibility of learning something new. Well, that's how the Digestible Dynamics Podcast is different. Each episode will contain one digestible tidbit about Dynamics 365 that you can immediately apply to your business. With the combined experience of three decades in the business application space, Dr. KJ and I understand that the power of technology is not about the features and functions, but rather the value it can bring to your business to help you transform and drive growth. That's why we'll focus on the most useful things that you need to know about the Dynamics 365 platform. Welcome everyone to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, your number one source for snackable tidbits that help you optimize your Dynamics 365 experience. KJ, did you know that the size of the global financial services industry is was rather around $23 trillion in 2021, with the U.S. around $4.85 trillion? I did not. That's a lot of money. I can't even visualize that amount of money. I'm not sure if it'll help you visualize it, but to be honest with you, I did the math. And here are some things that I figured out. If you had the $23 trillion in $100 bills and laid them out lengthwise, connected them together, the total length of all those bills is about 22.3 million miles long, which would be enough to wrap around the world almost 900 times. And it would weigh around 50 billion pounds or roughly half the weight of the Great Wall of China. First of all, I'm really not surprised that you did the math. In fact, I'd be shocked if you didn't. So secondly, I'm still shocked at how much money that is. It's crazy. Yeah, the financial industry, excuse me, the financial services industry is a huge market. If you have a bank account, you're a customer in the industry. If you have a 401k or an IRA, you're also part of the industry. I mean, if you own stocks, you're still a customer of the industry. It's huge. Yeah, I'm excited for this one because I like money and I think it will be cool to understand how FSI is using Dynamics 365 platform and the similarities and potential differences between the other industries we've had on the show. I like money too, but what I love more about it is what money can buy and the different ways you can generate passive income with it. Kevin, slow down now. I know that you have <laughs> you have a personal podcast on investing, but let's come back to Dynamics. You're right. You're right, KJ. This is the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, and we're not the FSI experts. So let me go ahead and introduce this week's guest. Hey, Digestible Dynamics folks. Welcome to another episode. We have Peter Goff from our FSI, that's financial services industry, here at Microsoft. Peter, welcome to the show. Thanks, KJ. Great to be here. Yeah, definitely. We're going to jump right into it. What are some of the top digital transformation obstacles your customers are facing in FSI? So FSI is not unique, but definitely has some of the the biggest challenges uh, I've ever seen. You've got a ton of legacy. So you've got old mainframes. You've got a lot of our old tech. You've got all these old pieces of of things that have been running for years that they got to replace because they're not going to last forever. And um, they're costing them boatloads of money to do. And then on top of it, you've got regulatory. So they're highly regulated. Everything they do is scrutinized. And if they mess up, like it's big fines, it's you know restrictions on business and things like that. So there's a ton of challenges that financial services have that really create some difficulties in, in moving forward. 
No, I totally agree with the legacy system thing. I used to work in the banking industry and I totally understand it's a little archaic there. So Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Lots so, of cobalt. Exactly. <laughs> we want to stay away from that. <laughs> so Peter, just want to take a step back. When we think of FSI, is it wealth management companies, private equity, banks? Could you help us understand a little bit more how Microsoft defines who belongs in the FSI space? You know, it's, that's a great question. And it's really difficult for people to kind of get the breadth of it because it's, it's all encompassing. So we, you know, we start with retail banking. We talk about commercial banking. We talk about wealth management. We talk about capital markets, asset management, private banking, equity management, treasury services. That's just on the banking side of it. Then you get into insurance, you know, property and casualty. You've got health insurance. You've got all those different pieces, reinsurance. So really, really broad spectrum. And there's no one size fits all. So you'll get you know, a smaller bank who might do all of it. You'll get some specialty banks that will only do commercial banking or retail banking or things like that. So it's really not one size fits all because they all very, very different in how they address and how they want to be interacting with their customers. Love that. And I know from my experience with particular banks, different banks have different services that they provide that would still fall in line in FSI. And what I love about Dynamics is that dataverse aspect where Kevin Galang at, say, Charles Schwab is going to be Kevin Galang for Charles Schwab checking, Charles Schwab investment account, IRA, whatever. And if they are on Dynamics, they could easily see that. Is that one of the ways that people are using Dynamics today in the FSI? It is. I think there's still some that will have a long way to go to get to that because oftentimes, each line of business, so retail, commercial, they treat you differently as you go across. So, so we've got dynamics and we particularly have customer insights where it's built out of the box to actually bring that data together, use a ton of AI to do that matching and merging and even mapping of the data to get you to that single view of the customer. So it's something that a lot of our customers are doing, but it's still a bit of a journey for a lot of, especially the legacy, because they've got a lot of different systems that know you and they may represent you differently depending on how they're going. So we tend to look at customer insights to bring that data together and then leverage the insights coming out of it in Dynamics to help their frontline you know, understand right. you better as a customer. No, that's great. Now, I kind of want to take this just a step deeper because I've been in the banking industry and security is huge. And what are we doing in FSI to really help that industry understand that we're a secure platform. We're helping them innovate and move forward into the next generation. Great question, because it's one of the, my favorite topics with, with our customers. Microsoft runs on trust. We use that in, as our kind of a, our internal mantra around it. But I really talk to customers about you know, how the platform is, one, we commit to our customers owning their data. So we don't have access to their data. It's all encrypted. They can double encrypt it with their own keys around it. So it gives them that ability to say, you know, our data is secure, our data, we own it. The banks own their own IP. So if they extend what we do, we don't have access to that either. We leverage what we do from an industry perspective, like the industry cloud. But on top of that, our banks can then just configure and add into their own models from an AI perspective or just extending the platform. That's their IP. So they own both their data and their IP, and they get all of the security that we do across our cloud. And they can then leverage that so that they have a comfort level around what I'm dealing with is very, very secure in the market. And it's not being transported around different, different data centers, different cloud providers and things like that as it moves. Our entire stack runs in their, inside their tenant. So very, very secure and customers love that. 
No, and I, I think you hit another great point. Our entire stack. When you say stack, you're not just saying Dynamics. You're saying Azure. You're saying our modern work. You're talking about the fabric of what we do. And so I think that's the great piece of it is it's not just one particular module or item or product that we're trying to push, right? It's a platform decision. And when you make these platform decisions, hey, you tend to get better, uh, (laughs) you know, I would say revenue coming in. (laughs) Yeah, and you reduce the number of vendors you're dealing with, right? And you're not dealing with integration. So we have Outlook and Office is used across the board. Well, rather than saying we're going to integrate with, it just natively works with Outlook. It natively works with Teams. There is no integration when it comes to the Microsoft stack because it all just works together. And we can do some really innovative things around leveraging Teams inside of Dynamics. So if I've got a mortgage and I need to ask someone a question, I don't jump out of that mortgage. I ask them a question inside of Teams and reference that mortgage so that then it can be tracked. If I make a decision on that, all of that conversation stays within that mortgage. So it's a really unique approach yeah. and really integrated across everything that we do as Microsoft. Yeah. Auditing. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. How, why did you make this decision? Well, here's the, here's why. Because I talked to you know risk. I talked to underwriting, and all that conversation is now captured with that mortgage. Yeah, that context is huge. And then touching base back on the idea that there's a lot of legacy and. I wanted to touch on also that point of a platform. If I understand what you're saying is as the different arms of a banking company decide to digitally transform, they can just turn on certain aspects of the platform to help them keep up to speed with somebody that's already on the platform. Is that right? Right. It is. It is. And and the way that I kind of approach it is oftentimes if a bank's looking to modernize and transform, they look at it from a rip and replace perspective. So it's huge dollars, huge time, huge commitment. And by the time they're finished, they're back behind the the eight ball again. So what I look at it is, I call it a warm blanket approach. So we surround all that legacy with new capabilities. And then we've got RPA, so we can tie in, even if there's no way of getting at it, we can actually get at those legacy systems. And slowly over time, we add capabilities, but we also take away some of the stuff that they're doing. So it's, it's this natural sort of progression of retirement that it's not, I don't have to look at this as one whole thing. I'm going to slowly consume it in small consumable bites over a certain time frame, So I can get there, keep the modernization going, keep the value going that we're generating and start limiting or eliminating the legacy debt that I've got to work with. Love that. And I know that before we talked on the call, I'm going to get a little bit more uh, forward thinking here. Before we started the recording, we we're talking about the metaverse and you mentioned AI, but I really want to harp on the idea of, of the FSI industry using that metaverse and how it's connecting to the technology and the overall improvement of a customer experience. Do you mind sharing that experience that you had shared with me before we hit record? Yeah, absolutely. So every bank is looking at this and some are kind of really taking baby steps into it because again, they have to be regulated. So there's certain things they can and can't do. But I've actually held meetings with banking teams in the metaverse in our Altspace VR place. Now it is not a corporate, it's, you know, this was just an experiment but we are doing a lot of work with Mesh. I've got my avatar now on Teams. So what we're doing is we're creating this fabric that can then metaverse enable organizations. So right now banks are, because of the regulatory requirements, are looking internal. So the ability to hold meetings in the metaverse, the ability to do onboarding in the metaverse, a way they can attract young talent into the bank because they're known for all that legacy is this ability to now offer services 
internally to employees first, services that will get them their feet wet and get them sort of really understanding what the metaverse can provide and create some really attractive propositions for new people to be joining the bank. Now, I also think that's really good for hiring. You know, I think you you pointed on that, right? You think about the young generation. I have a daughter in college. She she loves everything technology and so forth. And I think that's a really good tool to say, hey, you don't have to be in the office. You can be in the metaverse and we can still hold right. these meetings just like you're right. right here. And I think that's that's an amazing thing that the world is leaping bounds forward. So pretty cool. Yeah. And I think what sets us apart, we talked about security earlier, is that that fabric that we've got already has identity built into it. It already has the secure Microsoft cloud built into it. It already has the concept of B2B and that ability to create these trusted environments that in the outside world tend to be, you know, a little bit wild, wild west around it. So having that Microsoft trust as part of the metaverse, I think will also give us an ability to create some unique experiences for our customers. Love that. And now speaking of forward thinking, let's talk AI, right? I think that's a hot topic across all the different industries, but I'm curious to know how it's being utilized in FSI. Another great question. So the way that I look at our platform dynamics is, you know, oftentimes it's when it's implemented, someone's doing a CRM, I have to enter data so that my manager can get reporting on it. Well, we've flipped that script around it. And we're saying, I'm driving value to the person who's actually using the keyboard. So I'm going to create a system. I'm going to implement a system that people want to use rather than have to use. And we do that through AI. So what we do is we add value. There's a ton of data. We now can get those insights and then have the users, the front office, actually go in and from those insights, better understand their customers, take action with their customers, make offers to the customers that are relevant that are surfaced up for it. So that AI is all working in the background to remind them perhaps if they missed an email that they should respond to that email or someone's requested a meeting and they haven't set that meeting up. That little virtual assistant drives value immediately to someone who's just dealing with a plethora of of communications with their customers. Love that. And I know with things like Viva Sales, for example, if I'm working with somebody on their wealth management, it's important to know what they've talked about in the past that's important to them as they're building that journey, their future. And Viva Sales and AI can help remind me of that. Hey, we talked about, you talked about this many months ago. It's part of my notes. I can have that in my mind. So that context helps forge that relationship. That and also that it's not necessarily one, I'm working inside of the the tool I always like to work in, which is Outlook with Viva Sales. But also if someone else has had a conversation or in particular, if something has gone wrong with that client, that can be surfaced up. So they're not blindsided. You're in a mortgage process with someone and they've you know, been declined on a credit card. But having all of that information at your fingertips when you're having that conversation just makes it more natural and makes it easier to deal with those situations that pop up in your day-to-day banking. So, Peter, we've talked about a lot of things today. But one thing I do want to ask is, can you share a customer story in FSI around Dynamics? Sure. We've got a number of them. Actually, one of our customers is implementing it across their entire organization. So they're implementing Dynamics in retail, commercial, wealth, marketing, private banking, and they're doing it on a holistic approach so that everyone in the front line, and they're also implementing it for their middle office, so some of their back office type functions, has the same system. They're using the same source data. So there's no disconnect whether someone's online in their portal they're using their mobile app or they're talking to someone call center or in the branch, they're all having the same conversation around it. Even with an AI augmented conversation 
that someone's going in with a chatbot, they're getting the same offers that when they call the call center. And we're connecting it so that if someone has a problem with one of their backend systems, calls into the call center, we're now using nuance, we're now actually directing them to the right person as soon as they authenticate and they're authenticating with their voice. So it's a much better conversation, it's much faster conversation to solve customer problems across the entire bank. So you're just saying that we're meeting the customer where they like to communicate. And we're focused on the customer's customer. I think that's the other piece of it, right? We understand who they're dealing with and we have that empathy around it. And that's our our true focus because that's where you drive value. You know, those customer relationships, as you improve those, they're obviously going to be doing more and more business and looking for other opportunities that they can can work with the bank on. I love that. Yeah, my mind is blown from the FSI perspective. Peter, thank you so much for highlighting not only what the FSI industry is, how they're using it, the problems that they're facing. And what I really gathered, you hit on it at the very end. You said meeting the customers where they're at. And I think when I think about wealth management or or FSI, that's what they try to do, right? They want to meet me where my goals are going to be, where I'm at right now. And we're doing that same thing from a technology perspective. So I love that that message is kind of happening throughout, both from our end, working with the customers and the customer's customers. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Can't wait to have you back on. Oh, my pleasure. It was a great discussion. Awesome. Thank you for tuning in to Digestible Dynamics Podcast a show for you, the innovators, with content directly from the experts. While we only cover one tidbit of Dynamics 365 per episode, if you want to learn more, head over to our LinkedIn page by searching for Digestible Dynamics on LinkedIn so that we can guide you to the right resource to help you maximize your Dynamics 365 experience. If you have any other questions, email your host, KJ and KG at digestibledynamics at microsoft.com. Until next time, folks.